Galentine's Day, sisters. Welcome back to Go Call Your Sister. We're so excited to have you guys here for a very special Valentine's Week episode. We love love. We love talking about love. And clearly you guys like listening about love because all of our relationship episodes are always some of our highest. So we are excited to be back with you. Like we could literally be like, okay, guys, this week we're interviewing Beyonce about the singer songwriter industry. And like, it would be a pretty okay episode. And then I could do it up to the next week. Like, okay, guys, I have a big announcement about my love life. And everyone <laughs> I know. It's really crazy. Like they really jump. And I'm glad that we're doing this. Um, one, because I love Valentine's Day. You and I both do. It's one of our top three holidays. Um, mm-hmm. But also I feel like we're clearly in very different places than we were the last time we recorded a relationship episode. Because I think our oh, yeah. last relationship episode that we recorded was maybe my breakup episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last year's Valentine's episode, we are no longer in those relationships, either of them. And it is almost like, it's just hilarious to go back and listen to them because I'm like, ooh, you guys have no idea that you're about to both go through breakups. I know. You're like, oh yeah, Valentine's Day, we're going to a cabin. We have these fun date plans, like bomb. Like, <laughs> But you know what, we've really, we really bounced back. And I think that, you know, we're in better places now. I feel like I'm in my healthiest, like, relationship mindset that I've ever been in in my entire life. And that's why I'm excited to give the girls some advice today. Because a couple months ago, you would have said like, hey, we're into relationship and dating advice episode, I would have been like, I have nothing to offer. (laughs) Well, Goldie is here. And she is also very excited to talk about love. Because yeah. who's your Valentine? Me. Who loves you the most? <laughs> Me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Valentine's Day is just, you know, as we've said, our both of our one of our favorite holidays. It's just such a sweet time to reflect on love. And it doesn't always have to be like, you know, a boyfriend or a Valentine. We also like love Galentine's Day. It's just the one day of the year that everyone's focusing on the people that they love. And it's just like a different vibe. It's like Halloween. Like you wake up and the day just feels different, you know? I think it's such an intentional holiday too, because you go out of your way to make the people around you that you love feel loved. And I think it's really special and fun. And even if you don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but if you just, I mean, you of course have people in your life that you love. So how can you go out of that, out of your way to show them that? Like whether it's a sister or a friend. Yeah. Does this mean you're getting me a Valentine? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? I actually, I actually do have a card to send you. Oh, that's sweet. Um, I can get one for you, but yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited. I I think it's a really, you know, It's just one of my favorite days of the year. And obviously, our advice episodes always do really well. The girls know that no one gives advice like a sister. And so we are here to give you guys our best sisterly guidance and advice on all of your relationship and dating questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am really proud of how far we've come, though, because I think that you and I are both in really, really good places in not that you're in a relationship, but you know what I mean? Like we're, we're good with I'm ourselves. I'm like basically in a relationship. Like, okay, well, I didn't basically. know if you were ready to spill that tea, but go ahead and just pour well, it on I'm out. Like, okay. I'm <laughs> here's the deal. I am in a relationship. Yes, that's true. I have just, we have not put an 
exact title on it yet. And am I waiting for that? Yes. Like I am waiting for that. And I have decided that I'm in the place where I'm ready for that. And so now I'm just waiting for the question to be asked. Do I feel like it's going to be asked sometime soon? Yes. I am ready to commit as a girlfriend to Hinge Man. I'm totally obsessed with him. He is one of my favorite people on the entire earth. And I just. Oh my God, you're so happy. I know. He's amazing. Like, did I think I would date the first Hinge I ever went on? No. Didn't anticipate that. Where were sure. we when you showed me his Hinge profile and you were like, oh, I don't know. We were in LA. I was visiting yes. you and Mario when you lived there yes, for two that's minutes. that's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and I was like, should I go on this date, guys? Like, he's already set up a time and a place. And, and you were like, oh, my gosh, like, you have to go. And I was like, I'm nervous. And what's really funny is I, like, vlogged me driving to our very first date on my private story on Snapchat. And I need to show it to him sometime because it's so funny. <laughs> oh, my like, God, play it. Play it right now. No, it's it's like so cringe, honestly. Play it right now. No. Play it right now. No. Yes. Okay, I'll play a short snippet of it. How about that? <laughs> You're so annoying. Let me see. Hold on. Okay, yeah, this is actually going to be easy to find because I don't really post much on here. Okay, here's a short snippet. So I'm going on a hinge date tonight. It's the very first hinge date I've ever been on, like any dating app I've ever been on. Um, I was going to make a TikTok video about it, but honestly, I just fucking hate talking about relationships on social media because like then if you get back together with your ex or everyone's like, like, why, why? And you're like, fuck off. So I thought maybe I would update my private story. This guy, I matched with him because he has a golden retriever. And that was like the first picture I saw. And then I like continued to look and he looked like cute and like a little bit older than me. And I'm really just trying to do this so I can put myself back out there and like make some other memories. (laughs) So there it is. Oh, that's so pure. I matched with him because he had a golden retriever. So there it is. That was my um, short little vlog clip of going on our first date. And I was so nervous, like probably the most nervous I've ever been. And look where we are now. I'm so happy you shared that with the class. That was really special. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just, I mean, it just shows like you can... You can find love on the dating apps. And I know we have a couple questions about like dating apps and stuff today. But I mean, I myself was a hater and a doubter and a disbeliever. And here I am. And maybe. And then boom, first date, boyfriend. Maybe Hinge can sponsor some of our date nights. They can put us on a commercial. Because he no, did. Maybe they'll play, maybe they'll play the audio from your private story. <laughs> I, I mean, so Hinge Man made his grand debut on my TikTok when he voiced over my makeup tutorial, which I think collectively has like over 3 million views. And I think it kind of, I think it might have freaked him out a little bit because it went so viral. But the comments, it's like daily. People are like, can you please like this message if you're still together? Like, are you dating this man? This man needs to read smut. He needs to read audiobooks. Like this guy's voice is so hot. And I'm like... Do you see, like, you have fans. Like, people out there want fans. 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay, wait. So I going back. I think that I love the fact that you judged him as a good person by seeing that he had a golden retriever. I did, yeah. That was the first photo I saw. I didn't even see a picture of his face. His face wasn't even in it. It was just him holding a golden retriever. That was the first <laughs> photo. <laughs> and he told me he said that he had to show his grandmother um like what hinge was because she was under the impression that he just had like an internet like girlfriend. <laughs> like I wasn't real. <laughs> and so yeah. What if you get married and your story is that you met on Hinge? Yeah, I'm just gonna own it. I mean, I'm surely the other Gen Z people they'll be with me, you know? Oh, I it's feel like, like people everyone. people used to say, like, oh yeah, I met my second husband on match.com. And I was like, oh, how embarrassing. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> That is so true that like an entire generation is going to have the same story of we matched on an app. Yeah, but it's like we have this conversation a lot because it gets brought up a lot. Like if you meet, because everyone's like, how'd you meet? How'd you meet? And we're like, Hinge. And we brought up the the point of like, you didn't meet on Hinge. Like that's how you got connected. You met on your first date, you know? And we so met it's on like, the beach. Yeah, like. We met like at, yeah, we went to get drinks. We met at a restaurant, but it's, it's like. It's all semantics. Yeah. In this society, like, I don't want to go out to the club every night, the bar every night, pop my shit, try to meet someone. Like, I don't want to meet someone at the bar. And right. so like, and I'm a busy girl. I have jobs. I have commitments. So I can't be out there trying to find a man. So if this is what I have to do, then this is what I have to do. <laughs> Hey, it's the it's the dating app that's meant to be deleted. There you go. I know. And I had to delete it finally because, well, I deleted it like for the longest time because he doesn't have social media. So I had to use Tinge profile mm. as a point of reference when everyone was like, show me a picture. But we actually now have like a few photos together. We took our the first one like official. The one you sent me was really cute. Yeah. We took our first like official photo together last weekend. We went out. So I deleted the app because the only reason I had it on my phone was to show people his hinge, but it would be it would be really awkward because we'd be hanging out and it'd be like, Chris sent you a rose on hinge. And I'm like, please Oops. look at this. <laughs> oh my God, she's so cute. We're boring her, clearly. <laughs> her head. Oh my we god. Oh my god. Look at this baby. <laughs> She's perfection. I'm obsessed. I love her so much. So cute. Um, okay. So enough about Hinge. The girls need our help. Our sisters are in distress. And we're here to give you guys the best sisterly advice we can give. And we're going to be honest. We're going to get into it because these questions are juicy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, why don't you be the DJ of this episode and read off the questions and we'll we'll answer back and forth. Okay. How juicy do you want to start with? Um, let's maybe just like wade into the waters. Okay. All right. I can do that. I think we'll start with this one because it really rings true for both of us. So this question says, thoughts about having a type and what's your advice with dating someone outside of your comfort zone? I just think that as you get to know yourself more and as you mature more, 
you start to kind of peel back the layers of what you think your type really is. Like I recently found my old journals and I was reading through them and I would do like a regular list of like the type of partner that I was trying to call in. And it's interesting to see like how in my early twenties, they were very much focused on like physical traits. And then like, as I got older, they began to move away from that. And after I went through my breakup last year, like my list had nothing to do with physical qualities. It was more so like the type of person I wanted to be with. And also like, I would recommend sitting down with that list and then digging deeper on it. So like, if you want someone tall, why? Is it because you see tall men as as powerful and um, maybe you see those men as like super driven, like go-getters. So like, that's actually what you're looking for. Or Maybe if you're they just don't in, want to date a short king. Like, it could be okay, that. Okay, well, it could be that. But <laughs> that's just an example. Like, you know, really yeah. dig deeper into them. Like, you know, if you have, like, must be a British or something, and you dig in and you're like, wait, why do I want to date a British guy? Is it because, like, you associate British people with being, like, funny? And maybe you really are just looking for someone who's funny. Yeah, that's good. That's Yeah, it could be representative of another trait. You just have to like dig in a little bit deeper and honestly, like give it a shot. Like, you know, there you'll miss out on so much goodness if you let that stop you from getting to know someone, because honestly, like there's so much more to a person than like what you get on the surface level. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, Allie and I have both changed our types dramatically this year. And with the people we actually almost reverse types. I mean, we are dating each other's <laughs> types basically now. Um, but it's funny because I felt like my whole life, I was like obviously really attracted to like big, strong, tall athlete, like whatever. I was just, like I said, dating the same guy in different fonts over and over and it wasn't working out. And so when I started doing therapy heavily after my last breakup, I really kind of did what Ali said and got down to like, what am I actually looking for? And why do I keep dating the same people over and over again? And my therapist ended up telling me like, you need to go on a date. This is actually even what prompted my date with Hinge Man. She was like, you need to go on a date with someone who is opposite of your type because just because they're your type and it feels comfortable and familiar doesn't mean it's like what is best for you. And I learned Mm -hmm. that because I was like really attracting guys who were like super like needy and needed like a caregiver and my caretaking qualities were like really attractive to them because I've always been a caretaker. And so, yeah, I think as I've gotten older, I realized like it's so much better. I mean, obviously you want to be attracted to your partner, but it's also like being more attracted to them for what's on the inside. And that's the person you're going to be with forever. I mean, everyone's physical bodies are going to change. You're going to get older and you might look different. Something might happen to you. Like you never know. But if you love the person for who they are on the inside, it's like none of that really matters. And yeah, I'm totally team like golden retriever, sweet boy. I honestly like couldn't imagine myself going back to my old type. And I would talk about like, I'm going to change my type and people didn't believe me. But I feel like I've really proved the people wrong. Right after my breakup last year, I went on I went on a date with a guy who physically was my type. Everything that I would have looked for, like this man had. But from the minute we hung out, like I knew that there was just like no connection there. And we went on, I think, like two dates. And I was not attracted to him, like even though physically and on paper, like he would have been very attracted to me or attractive to me. But then like, as we kind of went along, I was just like, you know, I need something more. And 
you know, looks can only get you so far. Um, but it is interesting because now that I'm looking back, physically, my boyfriends are all pretty different, I would say. But like, they share a lot of similarities in their personality, like very mm-hmm. outgoing, very like people, people, um, funny, like there are certain qualities that have carried with me throughout my, my dating history, for sure. Yeah. Mine have looked so alike that my iPhone categorizes <laughs> the two of my previous exes as the same face when it's on the face thing. Uh, but yeah, my advice, accurate. yeah, my advice to wrap it is just like, give everyone a try, like give everyone a shot. Don't write someone off just because of their physical attributes. I mean, going on a date doesn't mean you're committing to marrying them. Like just go on a date, see how they are, get to know people for their heart. Um, okay. I liked this question a lot. So it says, how do y'all approach paying on dates? If the guy offers or reaches for the check, should I say I'd be willing to contribute or wait until after dinner drinks and pay for those? Or just don't worry about it within the first one to five dates. Thoughts? So I'll go, I'll say my thoughts first. This is always an interesting one. Okay. I want to hear what you have to say. So I'm team, like, especially the first few dates, like the guy is taking you on a date, like someone who is asking you out to dinner. It's a first couple of dates. Like he should be paying for everything. And I don't think I'm wrong to think that way. I think it's like, I'm really confident in my feminine energy. Like if a guy wants to treat you to dinner, like you shouldn't have to feel like you need to put your card down. Um, however, I think it does change a little bit as you like progress into the relationship because uh, like, obviously, you know, the guy you're dating, especially if you're like, like I'm in my younger twenties. So like, we're all like starting to make money. Like we're working and it shouldn't feel like a burden to like always want to go on dates. Cause he feels like he has to pay a hundred percent of the time. Like maybe if you're dating like a billionaire sugar daddy, like, yeah, he should be paying for everything. But what I like to do personally, when I go out with hinge man, is like, he usually pays for dinner. Like he's really good about it. He's so sweet. But a lot of the time I'll get like either drinks or dessert or like if we're going to a movie, I'll get like the tickets one time. Like I just kind of find ways to like contribute or like he'll take me out to dinner and then I'll like make dinner at my house like last night. And so I find ways to contribute so I don't, he doesn't feel like he's always like the one giving because I do think that could build. I mean, if I was a guy, I'd be like, holy shit, like I'm your boyfriend, not your sugar daddy, you know? What'd you make for dinner? Chicken. (laughs) um yeah I I agree with you I I think finding ways to to support you know in the Mm -hmm. long run so like it maybe it's getting the uber or like getting tickets to Mm -hmm. a concert or something fun like that but like first day I think definitely you should not pay yeah I wouldn't worry about it until you've gone on like a couple of dates and like like you said, you guys might grab dinner and then get drinks. You'd be like, oh, let me grab the drinks. Like you got dinner. Like you can find, you know, ways to do that. Like I'm a hardworking lady. I make money. So I, I want to like give and, you know, get an Uber, or get something like that. But I also don't feel like you should be like halfing it on the first date ever. Like mm-mm. if he's like leaving the check on the table and like awkwardly not getting like, ew, like he needs to grab like a boy job is getting the check, grabbing it and putting your card down. So it's not awkward, you know? You know, as you progress, you can bring it up like, hey, do you want to split it? Just like casually like, hey, let's split this one or something. Yeah. I think there's ways to split it. Um, Yeah. I I know it's kind of awkward though. Okay. What is one thing you would never put up with in a relationship again? 
Should we just do like one specific <laughs> thing? I mean, I have like 40. So. Um, maybe we do our top three or five. Um, Let's just for do me, top three. Um, okay. So one, long distance. Never do it again. Two, drugs. No, thank you. Three, um, probably. Mm, just like surface level like I would never just kind of skate through on in like a surface level relationship ever again yeah definitely I would say mine would be one mommy issues like neediness I can't deal Mm -hmm. with that as a caretaker I physically cannot be with someone like that like it'll ruin my life um you should get a nanny if you need someone like to take care of you and not like get a girlfriend to do that Two, I would say, yeah, drugs and substances. Like, I don't fuck with that at all. Like, things that change your personality freak me out. And I'm really looking for, like, consistency. And that's, like, the calm consistency is, like, the only things I'm looking for these days. And three, I would say, yeah, infidelity. I have been cheated on multiple times. And I couldn't handle it again. I would just kill them. Like, I I won't go through it again. (laughs) And I think, you know, men who cheat, like, they, I don't feel like they change. And I don't think you can change them. So, yeah, I'd probably just kill them if that happened to me again. I feel like there's something else I'm missing on my list, but I can't think of what it is at this moment. Oh, and, like, also, if I could just add a fourth, like, playing a professional sport, like, boo like I'll never date someone like that again like just such a hard road to navigate and I I don't know how I did that before so yeah hmm. yep goodbye so long see you never next yeah. okay um oh I thought this one was really interesting Oh, I would say, sorry, backtracking, um, parental attachment. Like if you are so attached to your parents, you like can't leave them. That's a red flag. Yeah. Yeah, totally. This like relationship that I'm in right now is the first relationship where, you know, he has like a very healthy family history and background. And like, we have very similar views and love, I think for both of our families. And it's so interesting to watch how it translates into the relationship because People who like, you know, in the past, my past relationships haven't had that like family unit. They don't understand like why my family is so important to me and like why, you know, I need to like be there. Like it's just so different and it's hard to understand. So also I I could not be in a relationship with someone who wasn't in therapy. Yeah, that's really important. And I understand that like sometimes you take a break from therapy, but like for the most part, I think that you should be like working on yourself and just trying to be the best version of you, especially as you go into a relationship. I absolutely agree. Um, okay, moving on. I thought this one was really interesting. How old is too old of an age gap? I met this guy on Hinge after Bird had success. Woohoo! <laughs> and he's three and a half years older, and my friends are <laughs> freaking out. What do I do? Okay. I, okay, I don't know how old you are. The only way I could see this as a problem is if you were like 16 and he's like, 20 but like <laughs> three and a half years like I thought it said 13 when I first read it I was like oh yeah that maybe sense. maybe she meant to write 13 okay 13.5 you think she would have put 13.5 yeah 13 and a half okay well well three and a half years is is not crazy at all like 
No, Mario was nine years older than me. That's almost a, yeah. a decade. He was born in the 80s. Are you serious? Yes. I was born what in the 90s. Years? 84. What? <laughs> oh, my God. 84? Lord, I, was born, I was born in 93. Still, I was born in 99. Yeah, he's an 80s baby. 84. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, Goldie three and a half. <laughs> She's like, how old is my dad? Um, <laughs> yeah, three and a half years is not bad at all. Like, Hinchman's two years older than me. I think three and a half is so normal, especially like maybe you're in college and it seems a little bit weird. Like, you might be a freshman, he might be like a junior or senior. But when you become an adult and get older, like, three and a half years is nothing. My Our roommate, yeah. Raina, is basically three years younger than me and Perry, and it makes zero difference. 13 and a half. Okay. I could see that being an issue. Yeah. 13 is very different than three. Um, I would say that like 10 would be my cutoff um, because you're just in different life phases. Like you want to have kids, like you can't have kids. I mean, you can, but like, it's a lot harder when you're 50, but you know, that's another element that you have to like really think about that maybe you wouldn't have to think about as much as if you were the same age. I just think like, as long as you are still in the same, like you want the same things and you're in the same life phase, like that's okay. Like if you're still running around and you're like 20 is going to be fun and crazy. And then your 13 and a half year old boyfriend or 13 and a half years older boyfriend wants to like get married and live in the suburbs. Like that's not right for you. You shouldn't sacrifice your like youngest, hottest years. But if, if this is three and a half, that's nothing. That's nothing. Like, and your you friends can, your can friends take to- Shut up. Xanax. Yeah. It's I, fine. Um, I think that as long as you're aligned on your values and I yeah. always had a feeling that I would be with someone older than me because I am an old soul. I have always felt older than the people in my grade mm-hmm. and the guys I've dated. I've always been looking for something more than a 25 year old would be able to offer me um, <laughs> or a 22 year old guy, you know, when I was that age. Um So I just kind of always knew that about myself. So I think it's really based on your maturity level. And you also have to remember that girls mature a lot faster than guys. So if you're 25 and you're dating a 25-year-old, you're really dating a 20-year-old. Totally. And also, like, whether it's three and a half years or 13 and a half, like, if if you really like him and he's right for you and you're on the same track, your friend should be supporting you. Or maybe they aren't good friends, you know? Yeah. Moral to the story is your friends aren't dating him. You are. So go with your gut. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. What would be your advice if your parents really don't like a guy that you like? For background, I'm 24. I live in a completely different state than my parents. And I feel like I should be able to make my own decisions without constantly feeling guilt from my parents. Good question. Yeah. I can talk about this one because... In high school, I was dating a guy who my parents hated, like hated, hated. We were not allowed to date. And honestly, like that whole experience has affected my life and like my relationships in ways that, you know, my parents nor I probably could have ever predicted. And so, yeah, it is because then you constantly are worried about, you know, your parents' approval and seeking it. And, you know, at this point of life, like you're a grown ass adult. It's not like you're in high school or you are supporting yourself, making your own decisions. And, you know, especially if you're making your own money and your parents aren't supporting you, like what control do they have over your life? 
Yeah, totally. I mean, I get the thought of like wanting your parents to support the person that you're with and wanting them to like him. And, you know, if they have like real valid reasons, like say he's a drug dealer. Okay. They don't want to date him because he sucks or he has bad qualities. And that's one thing. But if they just simply don't like him, like you don't live in the same state. Like Ali said, you make your own money. If he makes you happy and you know, he's totally green flags, everything you've ever looked for. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not your parents dating him. It's you. And also I think that they'll come around to whatever, as long as you give it time. But I do understand. I think you have to look at the reasons, like you said, why your parents are not liking him. Like if they're just the type of parents that think that no one is ever good enough, like that's really annoying and they can just get over it. Um, But if it's like he has been in jail or like, you know, whatever, then that might be a reason to maybe hesitate around it. But yeah, I mean, I get your parent like wanting your parents and your yeah, like you your want them to welcome him to into your family like, yeah but also like there is you know take a deeper look at like what is this like is it your past trauma that's like making you seek your parents approval and everything that you do in your life then maybe you should see a therapist let me tell you yeah. it works wonders yeah absolutely i mean it makes sense and i don't know like in the past and i have not had a good track record but my dad like knew each time that it was not right (laughs) and I didn't listen to him and I had to learn the hard way and like whatever. But now, I mean, at least I learned and I got to make the choice and I had the experience and I've changed now because of it. So like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's so like personal. It's your relationship. If it's not meant to be like, it won't work out anyway. So yeah. Lay off mom and dad. I'm sorry though. That is a tough one, and we're yeah. sending you love. Send us updates. Um, okay, moving on. Okay, long distance tips slash opinions. Never do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're Just probably don't. the worst to to ask about this, honestly. Um, but yeah, I've done long distance multiple times. The first time, my boyfriend was cheating on me, and the second time, it just like. I think the issue was it created like a really false reality because I started my last relationship doing like in long distance. I was living in Hawaii. He lived in San Diego and it caused me to create this like fake romanticized relationship and person that really didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So that kind of like fucked me from the start. Um, But maybe that's not the case for you. Maybe you're more of like, you know, you're in a healthy long distance relationship, but I can't relate. So I have no advice. Yeah, I think that's the worst part about long distance is you don't really get to know the person on the day to day. You get to know the version of the person that they want you to know. Um, hmm, Goldie says no to long distance relationships too. Um, So that makes it really hard to like get to know someone at their core. And also like if you are going to go down this road and like, like Bird said, you're in a healthy place and you actually like really know this person and maybe you've dated before and they just moved away or something like that. Make sure there's an expiration date. Like not having a time that you'll live in the same place is really, really hard. Mm-hmm. So make sure that there is an end date. Yeah. I mean, what helped me in long distance was like always knowing when you're going to see each other again. And then, yeah, like knowing that there was an expiration date when we weren't long distance, we still didn't work out. So like it wasn't meant to be. Um, but I think, you know, one thing that helps me is I do travel a lot. And so I kind of have like long distance relationships every now and then with the person that I'm 
with because I'll be gone for like a month or whatever. And I think what's important for me to stay connected is just like always showing interest. I really love like Hingeman when I was in Europe, like every day was like so into what I was doing. We would FaceTime like every other day. Like I love sending him photos. He doesn't have social media. So like he wasn't seeing what I was doing and we were just like kind of staying connected even like super far away. And I think that's important. Yeah. One thing that um, is also fun that you can do if you are going to do a long distance relationship, get a journal and send it back and forth. Just like having that to look forward to is really fun. Like make it, there are ways to make it fun. Yeah. And when I say expiration date, I don't mean for the relationship, but just like the time apart, like make sure that it's not forever this way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay. Next question. How to get over someone who has cheated? I'll let you take this one. Bird. Well, yeah, I could take this one. I mean, how to get over them. Like in my last breakup, I kind of had said multiple times, like, oh, I wish he would have cheated on me. So I would have a reason to like get over him faster because it was just kind of like a breakup because we weren't working out. But cheating really is like one of the most painful, hurtful, devastating feelings. And it's also shitty because just because they hurt you that badly doesn't mean that you like automatically hate them and like want to never see them again or talk to them again. It's just like a, uh, it like makes me sick to my stomach to think about. Um, but also I think, you know, time heals everything. Therapy heals most things. Like it's not going to be an overnight thing as much as you want to like hate them and never speak to them again. Like it's still going to be on your mind, especially if you guys were together for a long time. Um, but what I learned in a relationship where I was being cheated on is like, no matter how many times that they want to like change and try to be better. And I would stay with him because like, I thought he would be different. Like he was never different. I'm sure he's still out there cheating on his, whoever the hell he's with now. And I just don't personally think people change. And so you need to realize that you deserve better for yourself. And I just like, think you need to value yourself and understand your self-worth enough to never, ever put up with that because you know, I always, I see this TikTok and it says like, would your soulmate do that to you? Like, would your, the love of your life do that yeah. to you? And they would no. never, you know? No, there literally is no worse feeling than being betrayed, whether it be by a friend, um, especially a partner. Like, I just don't think I could ever get back together with someone who cheated on me. So please do not do that. But yeah, I think that you, I think that you nailed it on the head bird. Yeah. And I'm sorry if you've been cheated on. I think that everyone who cheats should be shot. Next question. Um, Okay. I think I'm in love with my guy best friend. Help. All caps. Has this ever happened to you? No, not really. Me neither. I think because I just like never really had guy friends. All of my guy best friends are gay. I know I'm such a girl's girl that this would never be an issue. In my life. <laughs> like, um, my, but I totally, I totally understand that it happens to people. What I would do is I would go out with him like to the bars and whenever you're hammered, like kiss. And then you can be like, I don't know if this is like healthy, but you can be like, you know, either you'll know right away. Like if you kiss, like he's either like into it or, or not, but then like, you know, the next day you can be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we kissed. Like, that was crazy. And read his, like, his expression and stuff. And then maybe you could be like, I just, it started making me think, like, could we be more than friends? I don't know. That would be what I would do. Just don't get him drunk. 
Um, no, yeah, that is don't true like- because I think that you have to kiss someone to know how you feel about them. I really do. Like, I think that if you're confused or like maybe you just need like clarification, I think like kissing someone really seals the deal because that's what happened with the guy who was my type, but I wasn't into like we kissed and like, I felt nothing. Like I felt dead. Yeah. And it could be that he's just like your best friend and you feel so good around him. And like, you know, he's so comfortable to you and you could be in love with him or he's just like your best friend. So I would say I would do what my plan would be go to the bar, kiss, you know, get your friend to do a kiss cam video. Like <laughs> Some way or another, you need to kiss this man and figure out if you really like him. And I mean, I think that or I'm sure this, this is what I would do. I would get another friend, bring in a third party and get that friend to plant the seed in his head and just be like, Hey, like, so you and Sally, like, you know, I know that you guys hang out all the time. Like, are you just friends or like, would you ever be interested in something more? I like that. Like I would send Perry in and be like, you know, Hey, I saw that you and Sarah Caroline like are hanging out all the time. Do you guys like each other? Like, I feel like you would be really like a great couple, honestly, but it yeah. has to be a friend that you trust and someone who will and like, that they really would trust you. opening up to. Yeah. Yes. That's a good idea. That probably is a little bit easier to execute than getting drunk. So <laughs> that sounds good. Um, okay. Let me keep reading. This kind of goes into that question a little bit. And I, I thought I had some tips for this. So this says, what if your boyfriend is your best friend? What would you do? Like, what do you do if your boyfriend's your best friend? And I was just having this conversation with my therapist the other day, because something that I feel like is so different for me in this relationship than any that I've ever been in the past is I seriously consider like hinge man one of my very best friends, like in a lineup, he's next to Perry. Like I tell him everything and I'm completely myself around him. And I feel like he's my best friend and I'm with him all the time. However, I don't think it's good for your boyfriend to be your only best friend. It's totally okay if he's your best friend, but he cannot be your only best friend. I agree. I think that the person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life should be your best friend. Because at the end of the day, like you're going to get old, you're going to go through ups and downs together, you know, all of that like stuff that matters right now is going to fade. And so Mm -hmm. you really want to be with someone who is your best friend, who you can do life with and enjoy it and laugh. Um, So I think that if he's your best friend, great. That's perfect. That's what you want. But also, you know, like you said, you need to have other best friends too. You need to have your girlfriends that you can go to, you know, with other things and you can't put your eggs all in one basket. Like, yes, he should be your best friend, but you should also have other ones as well. Exactly. And like, God forbid something happens and you're not together anymore. Like you don't want to have zero people to turn to because you've like forsaken all of your girl best friends. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for couples to have like healthy time apart. Like he should have best friends. You should have best friends. Like you should be all able to all hang out together. You should be able to hang out separately. Like I think it's really healthy and yeah, you don't want to just like only have him to turn to because yeah. also that kind of leaves you taking out like a lot of unwanted things on him, like things that you should mm-hmm. be talking about with your girlfriends, but you're telling him. Yeah, I agree. I think if the question is my boyfriend is my only best friend, like that's you know, maybe you need to get out there and like reconnect with your old girlfriend, see if someone wants to get drinks for dinner, make new friends. Like, yeah, you can't just have him be your best friend because that also does, like you said, put a lot of pressure on him for other things that you should outsource to other friends. Totally. My therapist did tell me because I was explaining to her like kind of the phenomenon of Hinge Man being my best friend because I was like, 
is this weird? Like, I feel like he's my best friend. And she was like, no, that's how it should be. Like, it's pretty fucked up that I wouldn't consider any of my exes my friend. Like, I wouldn't even consider them a best friend at all, much less a friend when we were dating, you know? And she told me that she had read this study and it was like this man followed like all these hundreds of couples throughout like their whole life period of like meeting to getting married and blah, blah, blah. And there was a common denominator between every single one of them that were successful and stayed together. And it was just the baseline of considering each other best friends, like each other's best friends. And I think that's really important because yeah, like all the like, you know, honeymoon phase sparks, all these things will come and go and it'll dip and it'll be like ebbing and flowing, but there should always be a baseline of friendship. So Mm -hmm. I'm remembering that these days. Yep. I love it. Okay. Um, we'll end with that one. Okay. This is a good one. Back to our dating advice. How do y'all follow up after a good date? For example, I had a great first date with a guy and then didn't hear from him for a few days. So I sent him a, Hey, I had a great time text. And he asked me to dinner for the next weekend. Same thing. Had a great time, but haven't heard from him in days. Should I send another follow-up or is it a, if he wanted to, he would situation? Hmm. This, like when I started navigating um, the world of Hinge was always kind of a confusing point to me because it's like, you know, he asked you on a date, he asked you to get dinner. And so should I be the one like thanking him for taking me to dinner? But it's like, I don't know. Like, should I text? It was always like a hard road to navigate. So I don't think that you're alone in feeling this way. But I do feel like, at least in my experience, like went on the first day with Hinge Man. And then I think he texted me like before I even had gotten home to text him that I had a great time. And he had planned like another date. I want to say like that night, like we had talked about like, oh, we should go to the beach next week and do like a picnic. And it was just, it just like kind of constantly kept evolving. But yeah, I do feel like if you haven't heard from him, you know, maybe it's worth one more shot of being like, hey, it's such a good time. We'd love to see you again. Maybe you put in some effort of being like, love to see you again. We should grab drinks this weekend. And then after that, if he doesn't like follow up or if he doesn't like want to like say that he wants to go, then you kind of know where you stand. That's my advice. I think I would use something from the date. Like maybe it's a song that you both talked about or like something that you did that you talked about on the date, like send a picture of it or I don't know, like use that as a follow up of just like, hey, thought about you today and like see what he does with it. Yeah. When Hinge Man and I really started like aggressively texting all the time, it was because there was this influencer that I was working with um, in my last job who had gotten arrested for beating up his wife. And he we were talking, I was talking about how much I disliked this man at our dinner. And then he sent me a screenshot of the news article and it just like triggered this whole conversation of like, we were like, I was freaking out. Like it was just a funny thing that we had talked about and it kind of led us yeah, maybe, into planning our next date. Maybe it's date. a song. Maybe it's a podcast episode you think you would like. Just something that yeah. kind of can keep it going. Because, yeah, maybe he is, you know, not sure where you stand. I don't know. The early yeah. days are always so hard. But I think it will become it very hard. Clear. It's hard if to he, navigate. If he wants to continue, like, continue this and he wants to be in a relationship, like, it will happen. Yeah. And also, like, you know. I don't think women should have to like lay down and be like doormats of like when guys want to like communicate and hang out. Like he should be putting in, you know, effort wanting to see you, but yeah, maybe he isn't sure where you stand. So I don't think there's anything wrong with following up one more time, telling him you had a great time, bringing up a podcast, whatever you want to talk about 
and just seeing if he wants to grab drinks again. And if, I mean, if you guys had really two really great dates and you feel confident about it, I'm sure he does too, unless he doesn't. And then you'll know right away, probably. Yeah. And what I meant by if a guy wants to talk to you, he will. I just hate when like girls that I know that are amazing and like total like full packages, everything, when they're sitting around making excuses for why a guy isn't texting them back. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're hot. He should be you're texting hot. back. Move on. Like if he doesn't want to talk to you, he just doesn't want to talk to you next. Yeah. Totally agree. I hate, hate when people are like, uh, I haven't heard from this guy I like. Like he's been fishing all day. Like I don't care if you're scuba diving. You should have a waterproof phone case and you should be texting. Like if he wants if he wants to, he literally would. And you know, I think you'll know right away. But the early days it's hard. You know, everyone's everyone's unsure. It's, it's yeah. shaky ground. So I get Yeah, since, since it is the early days, give him another shot. Reach out one more time and then if it's crickets after that, next. Mhm. Um, okay. Moving on. Advice for waiting on the right one, even when you're getting impatient. I would say you're getting impatient. Okay. Honestly, distract yourself. They come when you're least expecting it. So, you know, get out there, get a hobby, get involved in different things, spend time with your girlfriends, travel, like, enjoy being single. And I know that sounds so cliche, but there are things that come with the relationship. Like you have to actually like consider someone else and consider Mm -hmm. their plans and their desires and wishes. And like really enjoy in this moment that all you have to look out for is you and do what you want to do. And then they will come along, but don't just sit there and pine away and then sacrifice (laughs) things that are really important to you and a partner because you're just antsy. Yeah. Personally, I'd w- I would way rather be impatient than traumatized by a weak boy. Like, I tell this to people all the time. Like, I would rather be impatient. I'd rather be, you know, dusty, dried up from dating, like, so, so alone than be traumatized by someone's shitty, weak son. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not going to do that again. And I think that there's so much beauty in being single and it's hard to see that when you're like, you know, feeling like, oh, I haven't dated someone. I haven't liked someone so long. I haven't been like in love. I'm missing out on, you know what you're missing out on? Some relationships out there are good. There are some good ones. A lot of them are bad. (laughs) Like these cute Instagram couples you're seeing are arguing. The girl is anxious. You're not missing out on that much. And so enjoy the time of being single. Learn about yourself work through things, be the best version of yourself. So when you do meet the right person that you haven't settled for, you're a hundred percent ready, like game on, let's go. And, you know, especially if you're like in college and you're about to graduate or you're transitioning to a different place in your life, you have no idea what the future is holding for you. And being single going into that is going to be the best, greatest blessing because you don't want to be that girl who's doing long distance when she's trying to like move and start this amazing life. And no. You know, yeah, like take this time to really pour into yourself. Make sure that you are the best version of yourself if you're trying to call in this the best version of the partner that you want to be in. So, like, really pour into yourself, become the best version, the version of you that will be in this relationship that you dream of. Yeah. And also, I think you should remember like, just because the right person hasn't come along, that doesn't mean there's 
anything wrong with you. Like a lot of girls out there do settle and some people find their like person really quick. Some people it takes a little bit longer. Like there's nothing wrong with you that it's taken you a long time. And looking back on my past experience, I would have rather been single my whole entire life than have gone through some of the things that I've gone through and now I have to pay like $150 a week to my therapist to help me get over. So consider it a gift. <laughs> um, speaking of relationships, Bert's therapist just broke up with her. Oh my gosh. I can't even get into that, y'all. My therapist broke up with me. She's moving on my birthday. Makes it, She broke up with me on my birthday. <laughs> I was like, oh. But she's done the Lord's work. She she really has. Like she has saved She said, I've life. done all that I can. Godspeed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. I'm going to end it on this one for you guys. Realistically speaking, how long should you give yourself time to heal from a breakup? Four minutes for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> for Allie, I mean, about... 30 days. <laughs> yeah, 30 days. Honestly, like, it's so hard to no, give it's so relative. an amount of it's time so because relative. it just, it depends on you. It depends on your relationship. It depends on the person that you're starting a new relationship with. Like, you can't just say, give yourself six months. That's it. It's just like, you will know when you're ready to move on. Like, you know, it's it doesn't matter if it feels like too short to other people, or maybe you need a little bit longer to get over it. Like it's totally a personal choice and you will know in your heart and soul and body and mind when it's time to take that next step into the next relationship. Yeah. Like we say this all the time, healing is not linear. It's not going to look the same for you as it did for your best friend or your sister. I mean, I've had breakups that have taken me like a year and a half plus to get over and that was completely fine. And I've also had breakups where this happens a lot of the time, like in my last relationship, especially I was kind of over it and mourning it while I was still in it. Like Mm, I had made up my mind months before we broke up that it wasn't going to work out long term. And so by the time we broke up and I finally was actually done, I was like, oh, this is weird. And my therapist pointed out like, well, you've been kind of over it for, you know, six months. So you're, you've worked (laughs) through a lot of the phases and then I was ready to like kind of put myself back out there because I was just mentally had been done with it for so long. So Everyone is different. Every situation is different. Every breakup's different. And I don't think you need to be hard on yourself for, you know, A, I feel like I'm moving on too quick. Okay, get out there. Meet some guys. Go on dates. Get free dinners. Or B, like, it's taking me too long to move on. I feel like, you know, it's I'm really dwelling on this. No, you just need more time to heal. And good for you for taking the time that you need. Neither yeah. is wrong. There's or no right, magic you know? number. There's no magic number here. You just have to to go with your gut. That's the best advice there really is. Yeah. And I also think that like, I don't know, when the right person comes along, whether you've been single for two minutes or 55 years, like you'll be ready to date them when they come along because you're like, oh, like I really, you know, love this person and I'm obsessed with this person. And yeah, I just think nothing is linear. You need to give yourself grace. Don't listen to anyone, especially if your friends are parents are like this you're moving on too quick or you're taking too long to get back out there it's your choice although sometimes it really does help to go ahead and get back out there just to distract yourself 
But, you know, if it ends up not feeling right to you, like, don't do that. But for me in the past, it really has helped just kind of ripping the Band-Aid off and, and getting out there and just like meeting new people because then that helps you kind of piece together the person that you're looking for in the long run. You start meeting more people. You like things about them. You take take things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, I know you shouldn't just like fill a void with another person. You shouldn't, you know, just do things out of sadness or loneliness. But let me just tell you, as soon as I met Hingeman and – I put myself back into the dating world and I was seeing how he was treating me and like the things that he was doing that I never had to ask him to do. And like, I was like, holy shit, how the Mm -hmm. fuck did I put up with anything less than this my entire life? It almost helped me move on. I'd already pretty much moved on, but like overnight, like I was like, oh, block, delete, goodbye. Like I'll never accept that again. And yeah, you learn so much. Like even if you don't end up dating that person, like going on dates, picking up qualities and characteristics of like, wow, I really like a man who, you know, is calm and like treats me nice and plans fun dates. Like you learn things along the way. So if anything, just look at it as experimenting and and research. You need to get back out there and research. Yeah. Scientific purposes, but yeah, it can speed up the process. I, I think with what you said, Bird, it's kind of mirroring back to you the things that maybe weren't so great about your relationship. If you see how other people are treating you, like what else is out there? And you're just like, oh, wow, like I really deserved more. Yeah, totally. So that concludes our sister advice episode. I hope you guys learned and took away some good things from this. Thank you, everyone who submitted questions and advice. We'll definitely do this like pretty regularly because I love our advice episodes. I've been like genuinely so excited to record this all day because it's just like one of my favorite ones that we do. I love the anonymous link too. I want to start using that more because I feel like people will feel more comfortable to ask questions. And yeah, I mean, what other advice episodes do you want to do you want to hear from us? I know we've talked about relationships a lot. Bird and I are both kind of out of the dating out of the dating game right now, um, more in the relationship zone. But you know, if there are other things like maybe friend advice or career advice or, you know, family advice, whatever it is, like whatever you guys need, we're here to deliver. So let us yeah. know. We plan, we plan on doing another dad advice episode with our dad, oh, yes, um, do. round two, because that one was so well received the first time. So everyone be thinking about your dad advice um, because he's just full of wisdom and full of advice, like much, like many dads out there. Lots of advice, just waiting to be spilled out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But we love you guys so much. Happy Valentine's Week. Happy Valentine's Week to all those who celebrate. We love you and appreciate you. And to us, you are all our Valentine. So, yes, lots of love this week. Know that you are loved and I hope you have the best week. Love you. Bye. Bye.